everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey. Have another one mic session in store this evening. And for this week's topic, I wanted to talk a little bit about practice. Yes, you can, everyone could think of the Allen Iverson uh, press conference. We're talking about practice. Um, that, was not, that was a horrible impression, but you guys know what I'm talking about. The, uh, the idea kind of jumped in my mind over the last couple of weeks as my son just started karate. And I'm thinking about the things he's going through to learn some of the different techniques. And it reminded me a lot when I used to teach golf, I was a, a PJ teaching professional and, and ran a teaching business here in Raleigh, uh, North Carolina for many years. And as I used to coach a lot of students on the different types of practice they may want to do to improve uh, their golf game. And as I thought about that a little bit more, it's funny where those types of practice relate directly to entrepreneurship and directly to running and scaling a business or just projects that you have. So before I get off tangent already, let me step back and share just a little bit about the different types of practice and then how you can relate those to maybe what you're doing today or some of the things you want to do in the future. So, and I'll use a golf uh, analogy here, but you can insert any sports analogy that you want. But there's three basic types of practice. You have block practicing, you have situational practice, and then you also have experimental practice. So block practicing, think of that like you're trying to improve a technique. So maybe as an example, I'm trying to improve my impact area where I would strike the golf ball. And I'm going to work on that over and over and over again, very repetitive. So I might use one club, like a seven iron, and I might do a lot of practice techniques, um, a lot of slow practice swings, um, hitting a lot of um, golf balls. Maybe I don't even use a golf ball. That would be considered block practicing. I'm doing it for a, a period of time where I'm not really straying from that idea of the technique that I'm trying to improve. So that's one type of practice. It's probably the most um, used. Um, I, you know, I walk up and down a driving range now if I'm out there playing and you see a lot of players just beating balls, not really having any idea of what they're doing. Uh, they're just trying to work on something, they think. So that would be considered block practicing. The second type is situational practice. So in a golf scenario, right, is... I have trouble on a certain course I play all the time on hole 16 and hole 16 is a dog leg left uh, par four. Well, what I may do is I may do some situational practice where I am on the driving range, but I envision that hole in my mind. And what I'm doing is I'm walking into the shot. I'm trying to set up accordingly, almost like I'm playing that shot and even pick out some parameters in the distance. Um, that when I hit the shot, I know if it was in the fairway or if it missed or whatever, how good it was. So that's a type of situational practice. I may be going through a, a series of swings. I may be going through some scenarios that might be relevant out on the golf course. Um, I like to do a lot of practice where sometimes you play your favorite nine hole course that you play all the time, just play that through your golf bag and you might hit one driver and then you hit whatever you would hit the next club and so on and so forth. And you're not hitting a bunch of the same club in a row. You're actually moving around. And um, again, hence the name situation, you're getting in different situations that you'd be on the course. And then the third type, um, probably I think the most fun is the experimental practice. 
And this is where you're trying a lot of shots that you don't normally hit, but they may come up every once in a while. And that could be you're hitting a long bunker shot, or maybe it's you're trying to hit a low uh, cut shot out of the trees. So you might try to hit, okay, how low can I hit my seven iron if I do have to keep a shot low? Um, so you're playing around and experimenting with different things that may or may not be relevant right away, but it's something in your arsenal down the road. And who knows? I, I found a lot of the time I've experimented with low shots, like say a low pitch shot that that can kind of skip and um, and check up on the green with some spin. And I've actually put that into play later on down the line in my actual game. I might hit that a lot because I found it was very beneficial, but I didn't know until I actually experimented and tried. So having said all of that, I'll, I wanna tie it back to kind of the original comment. Um, and, and the reason that I wanted to do this one mic session is this relates so well to business and entrepreneurship and some of the projects that you may be working on or want to work on in the future. What I found for myself, and this is after, you know, really reflecting and having a lot of self-awareness on uh, procrastinating a lot and pre procrastinating will be a, a one mic session here in the future, but I won't get in that too much today. But uh, back in 2011, I uh, came across Gary Vaynerchuk, who I talk a lot about, one of my virtual mentors, as I call him. And I started to follow a lot of his content back then, watch a lot of his videos, read his blog articles, you know, follow his Twitter feed, those type of things. But what I wasn't doing is I wasn't actually taking that and acting on it yet. And that was my, uh, that was my uh, block type practicing is I was learning, I was, I was thinking, I was, um, you know, getting a lot of this uh, consumption of knowledge and information, but I wasn't doing anything with it. So I think that's so relevant nowadays is you have to learn, you should be listening to podcasts, you should be reading, you should be um, having mentors that you can talk with and, and have conversations with. All of that's relevant. But if you don't move that into the situational or the experimental, you're not really doing anything. You're just kind of sitting still. The ideas are just fluttering. So the reason I'm relating that is it's so important to do those things, but don't make that the only thing you do. At some point, you have to act on it. And that's where the situational comes in. You know, for instance, this podcast is a great example, is I'm going through consistency of trying to improve, whether it's each episode I do or doing these one mic sessions or getting guests on or promoting it with graphics or whatever it is. The, the podcast is that situational type practice. I'm going through those motions. I'm staying consistent with it. And I'm trying to move to a, a better state and get more refined and efficient each and every time I do it. And I hope this episode is better than ones I did last year uh, because I've hopefully improved and and you know, maybe sharing better insight or, or whatever it is. So that would be something situational that I would, I would uh, kind of categorize. So it's you're actually in the act of doing some things you're, but you're, you're in the feel of it. You're getting some experience by doing it. And then the um, experimental practice though, is where you really start to understand how you can push yourself outside your comfort zone. So that may be, um, you, you never post on LinkedIn, but you start to post every day on LinkedIn and you try to um, share your voice a little bit, or that may be with your project that you're working on, um, 
you go ahead and you try to put that out in the world a little bit. Maybe it's creating some graphics for it. Maybe it's starting an email newsletter and trying that out. It could be starting a podcast and, and trying and testing and tasting and see if it works. But the experimental practice is the most fun because you don't have to invest a ton of time. You don't have to invest um, a ton of money either. You can try some things a little bit and see if they work. You know, if you like to design t-shirts, you can put up a t-shirt business for practically nothing and see if any of the, the, you know, the shirts come off the shelves. Like it's, it's amazing how cheap that is to get set up, but those are the type of things that you can play around with where it's there for, if it takes off. So for instance, um, I was talking with a, a friend the other day is, Hey, why don't you start a podcast? you got a great following. you got some good coaching and mentoring you're doing. Um, you have a lot of things going on. Why don't you think of starting a podcast? So that's something that if they decide to go down that route, they can experiment. And maybe they only do five or 10 episodes and see how it goes, see the feedback they get. But they're experimenting. They're trying. It may be nothing. And it may just be learning um, for the future. Or it actually may turn into something that is extremely beneficial for them. Um, so that's something where, again, I'll use the podcast. I can, I can use a lot of different examples, uh, but the podcast is one of them. You know, another one actually, now that I think about it is my ebook on podcasting that I wrote last, uh, you know, October, November. That was, I literally wrote that book, the full rough draft in one Friday night. I just had this idea pop in my head. I had all these thoughts because a lot of people starting to ask me about, how I started the podcast and what I did and, and tools to use. And I said, I'm just going to put this down on paper. And I just wrote it all at once. But if I never did that, it wouldn't have turned into this podcasting ebook. Um, I did an audio book with it and it's spawned me into actually writing more. You know, I'm writing this full length sales book now um, because that kind of got my thirst for writing back. So you never know how it's going to actually work for you. Um, I'm just sharing some examples of myself. And what I can tell you, though, is learning all the way back from at 2011 and not doing anything for several years and just consuming a lot of content, but not acting on it. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, it, it really is vital to do them all together because now I'm seeing that maybe I missed a couple of years out where I could have started earlier. No regrets. But it's just something I've learned um, and, and hopefully maybe from you guys listening to this podcast, it'll help you on your own journey a little bit quicker. So um, I would definitely encourage that to try to think through, okay, what's my block practicing type? What's my situational practice look like? What's my experimental practice that I'm doing? And having those all three grouped together, I think it's going to really give you a well-rounded, um, not only business if you're doing that, but maybe it's a project or two that you're trying to do on the side away from your full-time job. So I hopefully uh, this kind of rant on practice is, is valuable uh, for everyone. Like I said, it's something that's really been interesting to think about over the last week or two. I'm seeing how my son has, has done this with karate and it's amazing how this all intertwines together, you know, business and sports. Uh, you can kind of relate these together a lot. So Hopefully you take a little nugget from this. Um, I'm always looking for feedback on this podcast. I, I hope I can do better each and every time. I'm sure I'll listen back to this and think of 10 things I could have done better. Um, but I would certainly appreciate any candidness um, from you, the listener. If there's something that you know you would want me to talk about or say, you know, want my thoughts on, or maybe to do better of how I uh, position the podcast or the structure of it, 
I'm always looking for feedback. I don't have all the answers, trust me. Um, I'm just kind of learning each and every episode I do. So um, it, it takes a village, as they say. So I'm certainly appreciative and grateful um, that you're even listening through this long, if you are, if you're hearing my voice right now. And, uh, and I certainly uh, look forward to uh, keeping in touch um, or meeting you for the first time, um, if this is your first time listening in. So um, with that, I'll let y'all go on that note. I hope you have a great day, a phenomenal week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Mm-hmm.